The Lost Hero, Chapter 51, Piper. Jason! Piper kept calling his name as she held him, though she'd almost lost hope. He'd been unconscious for Hi, I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood, the English class that you always wanted. Where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week. Back in his head, she couldn't tell if he was even breathing. Unfortunately, he was. Unfortunately. I'm literally thinking, unfortunately, guys, he does live. <laughs> I cannot understate my um, disappointment when I first read this book and he lived. <laughs> That's fair. Bad. There's no reason? No. If you think there's a reason, then you're wrong. It's true. I'll debate. <laughs> All right. Ava, Neve, how are we doing? Good. First episode of the year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that we're filming Before in 2021, the... but very exciting. <laughs> yes. How do we feel about, about an, the new year, 2022? It's great. <laughs> that sounded like just a review of the number <laughs> good number you know um great number yeah no i'm excited um, lots of fun stuff planned this year yeah i think me too yeah, <laughs> it should be good ava seems completely un- underprepared for a new year <laughs> you know when have i ever been prepared for a new year so that's fair. I don't know. It should be good. It should be fun. I don't know what's happening in this new year, but we're entering, we're starting to close out our second year of, of podcasting. That's so. crazy. That insane. Like I cannot stress enough how freaking crazy that is. Literally so many hours spent on zoom talking about Percy Jackson I mean, we do it anyway. (laughs) I love that, though. Me too. Wild. Other than going to the new year, how how else are we? Um, I'm I'm okay. I mean, I so because of silly little COVID variant. Um, my, and no one in my family has it, but it's my trip to, um, see family in Oregon got canceled, which is a big bummer. Um, because I was going to spend Christmas with my grandparents and my aunt and uncle and my cousins, um, all whom I haven't seen in a while. And that was going to be really, really fun. Also, I love planes. Like I miss airports. Um, I love an airport. There, like, there's Me nothing. Too. Like it. Right? Airport I kind of want to go to one just for fun. Like, I, I love them. Should we like meet up at an airport? I mean, record an episode at an airport. Oh my god! For no reason, fun. but it's pretty hard to get in a, into an airport if we're not flying somewhere. But that's true. Bummer. Well, we'll figure something out. But, um, but yeah. So it's a little sad that I'm not going there. But um, that just gives me more time to watch all the Marvel movies (laughs) with my friend um, from home. So that's fun. I'm literally going to text her and be like, Iron Man 2 tomorrow. (laughs) But um, oh, yeah. And uh, speaking of movies, I'm going over to one of my other close friends house tonight. And we're having like a Christopher Guest movie marathon, um, which is going to be so nice because God God and everyone else knows how much I love those movies. So it's going to be, it's going to be a nice night. (laughs) Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. How are you, Brayden? Sorry, I had to take a sip of coffee. (laughs) Um, I'm good. I got boosted today. Yeah. um, Like an hour ago. So I'm still feeling fine. We shall see (laughs) if that changes. Hopefully not. I know my family's had like an array of of results from from the booster shot. So like from like being tired and having a headache 
to um just like being completely laid out so i'm <laughs> not sure how i'm gonna feel i'm sorry ava is playing with the filters on zoom because i wanted to figure out how to get your little portrait mode going but i found one that just says huh and i think that's just about right what so the i might fuck keep it. was the zoom topi one with the whale oh my god no it's Go hilarious i'll put that one back on i don't know i don't know what the oh wrong one there we go there's just a whale fun fact guys fun fact about one of your hosts ava um she's terrified of humpback whales that's actually a big fear so um never bring one near me what i'm terrified of humpback whales i hate the way they look but you hate the way they look why are you body shaming humpback no that's not why it's not a big thing it's just how they look i don't know they look like they're gonna eat me it's that's this... so peculiar I'm i don't so know i know that about you now <laughs> you're gonna send me pictures of humpback whales <laughs> Is this more absurd or less absurd than the helicopter? I don't even remember how the helicopter mm. thing started. Because, like, I'm thinking about helicopters. It's more like, absurd. It started with saying you're afraid of helicopters. I'm not that scared of them, I don't think. Am I? I don't remember. I mean, the, the thing that was funny about helicopters is it's not like you were afraid of riding in helicopters. It's, that's, that's a different... Yeah. Yeah, that is a different fear. That's heights, which I'm also scared of. Ava's scared of a lot of things, is what we're finding out. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that comes as a shock. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Welcome back to Return to Camp (laughs) Half-Life. That is what we are doing here on this day. This week, we are finally finishing The Lost Hero after centuries of reading this book and never finishing it yeah almost done and we're talking about the the theme of cyclicity cycles everything everything is cyclical no <laughs> that is the theme today Neve. we can I know talk it's about theme, your but before beef. we get into it before we wait, get wait, into it i just save it save it, it for the theme conversation Okay. Well, we'll come back. Neve has beef with cyclicity. Yeah, I do. Um, all right. Ava, yes. are you prepared to give us a little, little summary? Sure. That didn't sound confident. Sure. That also didn't sound confident, confident but I'll take it. <laughs> all right. Three, two, one, go. Oh my God. Okay. Well, so they end up, they get back and um, to Camp Papillot at some point. And Piper has a conversation with her dad and her dad's like really nice to her. And she like almost cries. And it's like a long conversation. And by that, I mean like a minute and um, she's very happy. But anyway, um, then uh, there ends up the prophecy, uh, the seven. um, And Jason's like, oh shit. Like I come from somewhere else. And Hera told me that um, we're all going to have to like get along because that's the only way we're going to be able to like fight the earth giants or or just the giants altogether. Um, You know, being led by Gaia or whatever. And um, so there's the seven. And then Annabeth is like, we're going to need to like work on that. And like Percy's probably part of that. And everyone is like, oh fuck. Like why do you guys get to be the seven and Cam Jupiter? yeah yeah the thing with these chapters is like they kind of went in circles a little Mm. I agree it was kind of random and too long for no reason meandered if you will huh Huh. Like, like a circle and cycles Cyclicity. Yeah. What songs did we bring this week? Someone go first. I'm still deciding. I feel like I often go first. So, Brayden, you can. All right. I spent so long trying to find a song for this week because I 
like knew what I wanted. I wanted something that was kind of like, like yay end of book song, but also like, like we've come so far yet we've got so far to go. Mm. Did not pick come so far, got so far to go from Hairspray. Do not worry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I picked the song Die Young, Live Forever by We The Kings. Okay, nice. Don't know it, but valid. Uh, Because it's that kind of like, uh, we are this is the beginning the end of the 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 beginning chapters you know <laughs> that made any sense like this is the end of the show of this season and you know what i'm saying yes i got the point across maybe not with my words but in a sense i did therefore ava go <laughs> Okay. Um, well, so I've been listening to this song a lot lately and I just wanted to find a way to fit it in. Um, I picked Evergreen by Yeba because I feel like in a sense, like that's kind of how Annabeth has been feeling the entire book. Um, I know she's like not necessarily a principal character in The Lost Hero. Um, but the idea that like she's just holding on to some hope that Percy is you know okay and will wait for her in a sense is very sad and i think one that isn't too far-fetched so yeah there's my pick so i was also looking for similar vibes as brayden and i thought about the song how far we've come by matchbox 20 but i was like that song is an absolute banger and i could not justify giving it to a book this frustrating like it is so good like if you haven't listened to that song in a while go listen to it it's a great great song but i could not give it to this book i think i'll probably give it to a later ending of a book like i don't know i'll figure it out today i chose 17 going under that one song that went viral on tiktok because i feel like it's similar vibes but not as like um important and revolutionary so we're gonna go with that I, I like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a similar problem. I with like I was like I can't pick too good of a song, mm-hmm. but l- because there are some like absolute bangers that I was looking at. But I was, like, under is a good song. It's just not like you know it doesn't pack the same punch as the Matchbox Twenty song. So yeah, I I am saving uh, where I, where I belong. Uh, which is this We the Kings and Simple Plan and State Champs, um, which is like a similar vibe, which had the right vibe, yeah. but was like was like too good of a song. Yeah. So I went with a different We the Kings song to get that same affect. Ava has the little chef hat now on Zoom. It's my favorite Zoom filter. <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> I know it's been so long. I don't use Zoom for anything but podcasting now. Yeah, same. Which is so weird after yeah. so long, even though we're still in a pandemic. Yeah. Speaking of <laughs> I just forgot to take my allergy meds last night. Oh, oh no. I was like, spe- excuse me? <laughs> I was like, does someone have... No, but you're fine. All right. What did we forget? What did Ava remember? <laughs> um, ooh. I forgot that Hera's the one that, like, tells people things um like i oh my god i also something that really wait what like (laughs) clarify that sentence (laughs) okay i forgot that she was the one who like told jason that she was gonna be his sponsor um which was a pretty crazy conversation and one that i thought a lot about 
um, afterward. And um, I also forgot specifically, like, how she re-entered what she was wearing. Like, that was crazy. Like, they had a whole conversation about how she had, like, a first stole or whatever. And I was like, this woman is a girl boss. Like, I, I don't know. Um, so just, like, I think I kind of forgot how cool Hera was specifically in these chapters. Um, and what, what did I remember? Not a lot. I remember that they went back at the end. I remember that Chiron was there. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Aww. I remembered... I remembered everything important that happened in these chapters, but, like, the filler was obviously not remembered. Yeah, it was mostly just, like, wrap up the plot lines that we left loose that we didn't address since the beginning of the book, though. I don't know. The Drew stuff was, like, okay. Um, We get... We finally get Leo is, like, I'm gonna make a boat. Yeah. That was nice. Big fan. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break and then we'll be back to talk about the theme of cyclicity. All right. We're back. Neve, what is your beef with with cycles? My beef with cycles is not even, it's just, okay. I took a directing class this fall with a professor who was really cool and everyone wanted to impress them. And they seemed to really like cycles, like, like using that trope of making things a cycle and like all power to them for that. But that led to everyone in my directing class trying to find a way to make everything we talk about be like, it's a cycle. And it was like, no, it's okay that some things aren't cycles and it was like every single time they could possibly pull together some measly strings to make it so that something seemed like a cycle oh my god so like not everything is a cycle basically some things just end and are final like they don't restart or they like lead to a different thing like not everything restarts not everything is a cycle but this is so let's talk about it <laughs> let's talk about it. i was gonna say yes neve i agree but also everything is <laughs> and that this, this is. is a lot of things are because we're gonna talk about the hero's journey and cycles <laughs> yeah we are <laughs> um i mean so for those of you who don't know what the hero's journey is there's this guy joseph campbell he wrote a book discussing the hero's journey we'll not go into it that much but the basis is like every story has the same cycle which is not completely true the hero's journey is a very like uh cis straight male patriarchy view of like what stories are um but also as a template of like the monomyth of like that everything is a variation off of the hero's journey is pretty accurate because so the basic plot points of the hero's journey is that we have a call to adventure we have uh they they meet a mentor they cross a threshold into a new world they have a bunch of trials they grow they have a a death and rebirth is is part is literally part of the the typical like hero's journey template um revelation changes atonement and then a return to the original world and like the whole idea is like you leave you do something new and then you come back changed. And that's the hero's journey. And that's literally every book that Rick Riordan has ever written. Yeah, I remember learning about that um, 
God, I don't remember in what class, in what grade, but in school once and being like, oh my God, like it's so widely utilized, um, especially by Rick. Like Rick loves that shit, you know? Every film class I've ever taken has started with the hero's journey and being like, okay, why is every book, every movie, the hero's journey and then having to pick a movie and break it down into the hero's journey. If I can count the number of times, I can't count, sorry, I can't count the number of times on my hands and feet that I've had to break down Star Wars, the, A New Hope, into the hero's journey because film professors love what? The hero's journey. Number two, A New Hope. <laughs> <laughs> And also Little Miss Sunshine for some reason. Interesting. Right. Right. But the thing is like Harry Potter, Star Wars, The Matrix, Spider-Man, Lion King, Lord of the Rings, Percy Jackson. What are they? Hero's Journey. The Lion King. So true. And what makes the hero's journey story compelling is that it's a cyclo. Cyclo. <laughs> it's a cyclo. It's, it's a cyclo. It's, <laughs> it's NyQuil. It's NyQuil. It's NyQuil. <laughs> it's a cyclo. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a cycle, And that's why this book is a cycle. Because why? Yeah. I think it's interesting because it's the like it's weird because we go from kind of the middle of Jason's hero's journey because I feel like it starts his cycle starts before he wakes up at the beginning of this book like he goes from knowing his memories until he jumps right into the unknown world where Piper mm. and Leo kind of jump or go from the known to the unknown over the course of the book. And so it kind of follows overall Piper and Leo's journeys, but like half of Jason's, which is interesting. Mm. No, I get what you mean. Where do we see cycles in these final chapters? I think talking about Hera again. <laughs> um, I think it's interesting because this is almost like a little bit meta. So for that, I apologize. But um. I don't know. The cycle of opinion around her based on her perceived actions is so fascinating to me because when she, and she kind of goes through her own cycles, um, cycles uh, individually because she, I don't know. I, I, she initially has this whole feud with Zeus. She is framed as this stereotypical independent girl boss lady. And then she, um, you know, and for that, she is kind of hated um, because she stands up against things that are harming her. And um, then through like these actions of sponsoring Jason um, and almost reconciling a little bit, putting those differences aside, she is, you know, almost liked again, in a sense, like it's, it's a cycle of independence and choices that are filtered through a lens of perceived misogyny, not perceived. It is misogyny. Um, of kind of like, like by the public, by the, you know, greater population who takes in mythology. Um, and it's just really interesting how her reputation almost moves cyclically based on the perception 
of her actions and how they equate to her value and her worth. Um, and that was kind of brought into my mind today when I was reading about the whole Jason sponsor moment and how I feel like that could make her more quote unquote palatable, um, to broader populations because there is that reconciling. There is that, you know, like deciding to move on and put that fiery, you know, feud aside, um, which she did of her own autonomy, but can be looked at through a misogynistic lens as like, thank God lady stop fighting. You know, it's just, it's an interesting and like weirdly complex thing. And like, I don't know if I've done the best job explaining it, but it's interesting to ponder, you know? That also kind of makes me think about something we talked about last episode a lot in that all of by nature this genre of storytelling is cyclical in that all of these characters are are archetypes and characters that have lived these stories before you know like if you think about like characters in a very like meta textual way like They've all lived through these stories billions of times. Um, But like Hera's story has been told by a billion people a billion different ways. And this is just another telling of the story. And therefore, like, both in the story, Hera is becoming Jason's sponsor in the same way as, as that this Hera became the the ancient hero jason jason sponsor both like in the canon of percy jackson but also in like the outside metatextual sense like that this has happened before and it'll happen again yes cycles <laughs> cycles And I do think mythology, okay, I've gone on this tangent so many times. Um, Mythology, history, classics, et cetera, are inherently cyclical because, like, the reason that those things are all important, at least from my perspective, is looking at these characters, realizing that basic human mannerisms and functions have really never changed that much. And that these people aren't in a whole nother universe, they are us in different fonts in a sense. Um, and like realizing that, you know, in a, in a sense we keep being reborn, um, because human interaction doesn't change fundamentally. Um, and that's why it is important to keep bringing to life these old stories because, you know, who's to say they're any different from us and what we do. Um, so it's almost like they keep being played out because there's only a limited amount of actions and attitudes that a person can have. And they're always going to have been exhibited by someone in the past um, or in a myth, you know, something like that. So in that sense, they're kind of all cycles, not to rain on your parade, Neve, but it's the nature of history. It's fine. It's just that not everything, this can be a cycle. I think it's like, I think the thing is that like a lot of, like stories especially like myths and and narratives in this way are like they follow the monomyth because that's just like even if it doesn't follow it specifically always it um the basic structure of separation initiation return is followed by almost every story um but I do I do agree that not everything has to be presented in a cyclical way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even if there is is a cycle because I think true the like the real hero's journey is not really a circle. It is more like a spiral because mm-hmm. you can't return to the exact point you begin at. Like where it's like a return to the world. 
like we see this here. They return to Camp Half-Blood at the end mm-hmm. of the book. But they're not the same as when they left. And the camp isn't the same as when they left. And so while they may return to the same world or the same set of circumstances, they have to now deal with the fact that that's different and that they're different. And we see like, I see that with Piper as like Piper leaves, like kind of like resigns to like kind of hating the Aphrodite cabin. And she comes back and she's like, it doesn't have to be like this. And so Mm -hmm. she returns and also changes the world she returns to upon returning. And therefore it's a spiral and not a circle. Mm. But it's yeah, but it can it can still be cyclical, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in a general sense. Yeah, yeah. Which means when you write or stage something, it doesn't have to end the exact way it begins. Period. True. It's only powerful the first three times you see it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I would argue that it's more powerful to have a nuanced connection to an original version rather than like a specific one. Cause then it does carry through that like narrative of the spiral, but also the cycle in a more like in the general sense that we were discussing. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, theater majors. <laughs> and, and, and it, and it has to be, and the biggest part is like, it has to be earned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, never mind. That's a spoiler. I won't say that. <laughs> When has that ever stopped us before? <laughs> no, not for Percy Jackson. <laughs> That's why. Oh, okay. Oh. I was going to say Spider-Man. A Spider-Man spoiler, but I won't. Mm. <laughs> Although by the time that this podcast comes out, everyone best has seen Spider-Man. <laughs> I thought. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> You're I keep getting edits on my TikTok. Oh my god, the amount of Spider-Man related content on my TikTok for you page, despite me not having to watch the film. It's crazy. Wait, I do have an important and nuanced Spider-Man question that you don't have to have watched the movie to 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 understand. Um but just like this is a, a social media uh hot topic right now. Is Andrew Garfield the hottest Spider-Man? Yes. Yes. I actually have a tweet and I literally was like, I am so glad that we're living through the Andrew Garfield renaissance because I have been on that since 2011. Like, I don't know why we're all just now realizing that he is so attractive. I love him so much. So I have never seen, I actually saw the Amazing Spider-Man 2 because I was forced to and it was like so sad. Um, oh, it's the most saddest movie. We don't. Oh, so sad! Like, what the hell? Um, but uh, I remember leaving that movie, being like, "That was really sad." But that man is so fine, and everyone. I'm so glad we're all catching up. As that one TikTok said, um, Andrew Garfield is everything Harry Styles wants to be. That is bold. But oh correct. my. God, true, and true. I mean, this was a problem when he got cast as Spider-Man originally. People were like, "He's too hot to play Spider-Man." <laughs> I'm okay. Is Spider-Man supposed to be ugly? <laughs> he's supposed to. He's like dorky. Oh, okay. I do think I think Tom Holland balances dorky and hot well. Mm-hmm. I think Andrew Garfield does too, though. I think so. He can do no wrong. Because he's definitely dorky looking. Yes. But he's hot. I'm going to say something. (gasps) What are you going to say? If you say Tobey Maguire, I'm logging off. (laughs) I don't even know what he looks like. I'm going to say something so controversial. And yet I believe is so brave as well. I don't think Andrew Garfield or Tom Holland are that attractive. I'm sorry. He was punching her laptop. And Brayden has walked away. I don't know. Like, you're actually wrong. 
Like, 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 no, like maybe I was born with different eyes because we also had, you were born with a different brain who does not perceive it. it, You're wrong. Well, because we also had this conversation about Ross Lynch and I've never found Ross. You're wrong there too, babe. You were wrong there too. Like, I don't, I No, you're wrong. Oh my God. You're like actually so wrong. I'm sorry. I've never found either any of those three to be frank, men attractive. You're wrong. I don't know what to do. But this You're is so crazy. wrong. You're like, I'm like insulted. See, like I could have respected like one of them either, you know, like, I don't know. But saying both at once was the bravest thing you've ever done. I just don't. And you're someone who's afraid of whales. Only humpback whales. Okay. That's even weirder. <laughs> <laughs> I just, they... I Googled it to make sure that I wasn't wrong. And like, I'm just not. You are. <laughs> I, just, I, you know. I'm concerned for your health. I'm like actually so worried. I don't know anyone in the, oh my God. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Why does he look like that? Like, I don't know. Oh my God. Like, I'd love to be his friend. Like, I'm sure we'd be great pals. He doesn't want to be your friend. No. All right. (laughs) You don't deserve to be his friend. (laughs) You heard it here first. Listen, the Ross Lynch was like a hot take and like, I didn't agree, but I could respect like, you know, everyone has their own taste. This is unforgivable. I think this is actually unforgivable. I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe it'll be different when I watch some more movies, right? Maybe seeing them in action will change my mind. But I did see Angels in America. And Andrew Garfield... Hello. Andrew Garfield is in that. So... I don't... I don't know what'll... Did you watch it live? Yeah, no, I entered the Broadway lottery and I got, got pegged because oh I, I entered multiple times. He got the opportunity Wasted. to be just in the same room as him and she doesn't even think he's hot. I'm like, actually, so upset. Wasted on you. Actor. Wasted. That show I've ever seen. Wasted opportunity. Oh my God. Amazing actor. Deserved the Tony. Go I die. think we have to move on from this because, like, I can't <laughs> die. Brandon's <laughs> and not handle the fact I can't. I'm like stunned. Am I gonna get voted off the island? <laughs> yeah. Next, next, you're gonna say that Logan Lerman wasn't hot. We have to stop. We have to move on. No, Ava. Drop Ava as a friend. It depends. It de- he's not hot in Percy Jackson because Percy Jackson is supposed to be like twelve. But in other movies, he is. Okay. I'm so disappointed in you. Okay, this is going to make it worse. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're pulling it back to Percy Jackson. Jake Abel, who plays Luke. Is hot. Is hot. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay I thought I was going to get the zone for that. Okay. No. You're okay, correct. No, you're right. okay. Okay. The, that's the only reason there are Luke stands like, is that Jake Abel was is hot. Like, yeah, that's true. There wouldn't I be Luke stands. I can go back and forth with Tom Holland is attractive, but I go back on back and forth. I'm like, is he really that attractive? I don't know. Like right now, I'm in yes. Like the answer is yes. But some I can I can understand. I could I could like, get behind no. it because he kind of yeah, has yeah. the little boy. Yeah, 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 exactly. And his voice is kind of weird. No offense. Like he just like talks like a literal 14 year old sometimes. And I'm like, um, but Andrew Garfield is unacceptable. Unacceptable. Like I can't. Every single edit of him that comes across my for you page now, Ava, I'm going to send it to you. Exposure (laughs) therapy. You will eventually understand. And I want to, because I don't like straying like this, you know? I want to see the light. If people are enthusiastic about something, I want to know why they're enthusiastic about it. I want to see the light, please. 
I t- because that's my whole thing with like music and TV and stuff. It's like if I see a bunch of people getting genuine happiness about like out of something and being very enthusiastic about something, I'm like, oh my God, I want to do that too. I'm sure there's something great in this. So I would like to see it. And so that's why I end up like appreciating a lot of like media, you know, that I expose myself to. However, with this, I just try your hardest. I'd love to be changed. Mm-hmm. That's a challenge, babe. And I will take it on. All right. Sass moments. So I've realized that when I start looking for sass moments in this book, I seem to just gravitate towards when the writing is bad or funny. There. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, my moment is during Piper's little confrontation with Drew, which I think is just poorly written. Like, it's just not like Piper's dialogue is like the most girl boss, fake badass moment ever. And it's just not what Piper deserves. Um, and my, I, know, I, re- one, I refuse to talk about that moment at all because it's a yeah, disgrace. It's not good. Um, it is so girl boss feminism, like women, women hating women moment. And it's just so weird. I don't know. I really don't like it. Um, the way that it's written. And the one line that I want to specify on is Aphrodite. It's about love and beauty, being loving, spreading beauty, good friends, good times, good deeds. What in the legally blonde? Literally. Look, it's like not even good to begin with, like the, the energy, but then to get, good friends good times huh it's just the weirdest it's just the weirdest i really read that i was like why on earth would they write it like would he write it like this like it's so not intimidating it's just weird no it's i was like what is it giving specifically camp rock two yes giving big camp rock two energy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm gonna get killed I haven't seen Camp Rock 2. You're not missing much. It's fine. It's the inferior uh, Camp Rock. You've seen the first yeah. one, right? Not the whole thing. Okay. Now you're going to get killed. What the <laughs> fuck, Ava? I'm not cultured in a lot of ways. And I rely on um, like one of my best friends at home. Her name's Julie. I'm finally name dropping her um, on this podcast to culture me. She, freshman year of college... Um, winter break, she sat me down and made me watch all of the High School Musical movies beginning to end because I'd only seen like one and a half of them. Um, And she sat me down and I've now seen all of them and I have opinions and preferences and it's great. Um, And now she's, we're sitting each other down watching Marvel. So it's it's fabulous. But um, yeah, we haven't gotten that far yet. Camp Rock. I know this is real. This is me. All right. My sass moment. <laughs> Lou Ellen, please give Miranda her nose back. Travis, if you'd kindly extinguish the flaming ping pong ball and butch, I think 20 pencils is really too many for any human nostril. Thank you. <laughs> that reading was really good. Thank you. I had to read it like that because that's exactly how I read it in my head. And that's what made it funny. I don't think it's mm-hmm. written particularly funny, but I think picturing Chiron is just exhausted by it makes it funny. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, mine is at the beginning of 53. Um, it's just the first sen- first sentence of the chapter. Leo hadn't felt this jumpy since he offered tofu burgers to the werewolves. <laughs> That's hilarious. That was very funny. I eat tofu mm-hmm. burgers. That's very funny. All right. It is now time for, honestly, my favorite part of every season which is where we get to see all the totals for the offerings. Uh, Don't we have to do the Well, yes. I, 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 so first, well, first off, I would like to remind everyone that if you're listening on Spotify, you can scroll down in your episode and comment uh, who you would like to give offerings for and votes off for. Um, if you comment on this episode i will add it to the total for the entire series but uh obviously we're doing the total for the (laughs) the season today so it won't count toward that um all right i have a couple 
uh, to share that I, I've pulled from Spotify. Um, we have one offering for Percy, uh, one offering for Midas's daughter, yeah. uh, one offering for Tristan McLean because uh, quote because he saw some shit. Um, so true. By that's from uh, Lexi Lou ninety six. One for Coach Hedge um, for having to wake up in that outfit from Bailey. <laughs> we would be friends. <laughs> um, one offering for Taylor uh, for being amazing. Um, from And I will share it. This is, I'll, I'm going to share the, this full thing. This is a, a offering and a vote off from Sanvi, which is uh, offering to Taylor for being amazing vote off for Miss Swift for doing everything late on week at, weekdays, so I have to wait <laughs> till after school to absorb everything. <laughs> um, we have, and, and we have three uh, more offerings for Piper um, because Weird. she's got to guide two brainwashed dum-dums out of their stupidity. So true. Um, and then for extra votes off, we have a vote off for Hera, one for Neve. <laughs> one for, for, for what? Was there a message explaining that? It was from Robert. Oh my god. <laughs> he he said he can no longer me vote. like that. He said new series, new jokes, so he won't be voting me off anymore. He's moved on to you. Oh nice. Okay. I understand now. Um the Helios Dragons for, that Medea has. Um lit for being named lit uh uh piper's dad's assistant chain uh one uh vote off for rick for the misogyny from yard sale and one more for jason yeah all right in the spirit of of ending the the season on a positive note I think we should start off with votes off and then do offerings. Right. Yeah. All right. So we'll do votes off for the chapters first and then votes off for the full book. Ooh, okay. I vote off Ava this week. <laughs> I'm also voting off Ava this week. All right. I you know. insulted my man. I cannot believe. More for you. Like, I don't... I have been on this train since 2011. <laughs> more for you then I, I that's all i can say um who will i vote off this week i mean rick like that writing like the and by the way jason is like oh, like, oh I my god go. literally it like me. almost made me throw up like it was so, so bad why would he write that why would he make piper a girl boss for that one moment and that one moment only i know like a bad girl boss. She's always a girl boss, but like I hate girl boss, girl derogatory. Boss girl boss parentheses derogatory. <laughs> girl boss derogatory, so true. All right. Now full series. Who are we voting off? <sighs> oh, that's a hard one. I don't know. They're just two front runners that are really Yeah. I don't know. Does anyone have have a choice? No. I actually okay. I'm not going to go with one of the obvious choices, and I'm going with Zeus because he did nothing. He did nothing. He He locked himself away and was a whiny little bitch baby. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Mm -hmm. Me for welcome. Um, I'm going to give it to Rick because while I understand Jason is the bane of this book's existence, he is a child and Rick wrote him like this. <laughs> and it, 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 it is on a serious, like on a serious note of this, it does suck that like, 
Rick wrote him poorly because he was clearly supposed to be like the next guy we root, like the next, the next Percy that we like make fun of, but at the end of the day, we're so supportive of, you know? Yeah. He didn't write him right this one and he gets on track, but this book is a serious diversion and it was the opener, which sucks. So I'm going with that. You actually gave me a thought. I'm changing my vote off. Um, my vote off is for Hyperion Books, the publishing company, for not giving Rick an editor. I was going to vote off the editor. <laughs> That's hilarious. Wait, I'm keeping that then. That's funny. We're doing We're the, whole... To the whole fucking team with these I votes know, literally. Fired. You're done. <laughs> You're done. You're done. You're done. You're done. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to share the total yet we'll go and do offerings and then we'll come back for the totals so who are you giving offerings for for these chapters oh can i split mine yes okay a half for hera um because she really stood out to me in these chapters as being girl boss non-derogatory um and dressing well i don't i i i was struck by that i think it was just because it was like it's my exact aesthetic but I, I love her. Um, and also my other half goes to Nissa because I love that name. I think it's so cool. If I had like a Greek or mythologically classically inspired name, that is a front runner for what I would want mine to be. I think it's so cool. N Y how cool. N Y S S A. I love it. I think it's awesome. <laughs> so good for her. Um, mine is for Clarice. <gasps> yeah, because she was back and she's like, "What the fuck?" And I appreciate that energy. Me too. <laughs> because she was here and she was like, "What's going on?" Um, yeah, staying in the vein of older series characters, I think for this, I give it to Talia. She was only in here for a couple minutes, but she like. I don't know. Hera's reaction to how much the hunters were helpful was not nice. Also, the general reaction to how helpful the hunters were was not nice. Not just Hera. It was really like all of their reactions. So, Talia. What a queen. She's still doing great. Also, love her. All right. Final offerings for the whole series. I'm pretty secure in my decision, so I can go first. <clears throat> okay, who's yours? Piper. <laughs> Shocker. Because this book should have been about her. Her plot lines in this book were so much more interesting than everybody else's. And the book would have been so much more interesting if we focused on her and her, like everything that she had going on. And like we did, but at the end of the day, it was still like somehow centering Jason. And it was like, why are we centering Jason when Piper's like storylines in this are so much more interesting and so much more like, Rick's trying to set her up as the main protagonist because she had like the whole thing going on with her dad and like, oh, little baby boy lost his memories. But like she just had so much more interesting of a like battle that was like completely upstaged by how Jason was being written as this new protagonist. That's it. She was just uh, Piper. This was this book was supposed to be about Piper. I'm convinced. Like it was. Uh, I think Rick like subconsciously was writing this book about Piper, but like didn't actually follow through with it. So, yeah. In a similar vein, I'm gonna give mine to Leo because I think he's kind of an unsung hero of this book. In that, <clears throat> he keeps his jokes. Keep it like lighthearted even though he's a little annoying like <laughs> it's fun and i also know that his character starts to get a lot less attention and at, like there's not enough attention to him in this book and he starts to get even less as it goes on and yeah. i feel bad because i think leo kind of ends up being an unrealized character um but i like him me too and I like him in this book in particular. I I I know in the the some of the next books he's a little less likable. But I so I'm going to like him now. Yeah. 
He's a weirdly comforting presence. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's not Jason. Yeah. He's really not. Um, I don't know. I think you guys hit the two big ones. Um, and while I do think Piper deserves two, um, I mean, I do think Hera stood out in this book, so I will be giving it to her. Also, the amount of times we've sung her praises on this podcast to not give her like a big offering would doesn't seem right. So mine will be for her. Yay. And with that, <clears throat> that concludes our the heroes of Olympus. Nope. The lost hero. <laughs> what if we were like, this is the only book this we're reading. Only- we're gonna we're gonna jump to um trials of Apollo now. <laughs> Um, no, that's not true. Anyways, <laughs> let's do, let's go, read the totals. Okay. With half of a vote off, Aeolus. With one vote off each, I'm going to read these out quickly. Racist Girls, Dylan, Menelaus, Jake Gyllenhaal, Chiron slash The Institution, Percy, Ava's car, Lacey for being named Lacey, Circus Peanuts. I should, should have voted us off for this book. Torque, Coach Hedge, Crystal Versace, Jack London, Helios Dragons, Miss Swift, Neve, Hera, Hyperion Books, and the editor. Crystal Versace. <laughs> she deserves it. She does. Uh, with one and a half vote off ZDs. Tied for fourth place, third place, um, is Ava. All right. Lit. Piper's dad's assistant, Jane. Zeus. And us. I'm tied with Zeus? Yes. I'm <gasps> really in this book. But if, but if you add... Um, Ava and us together, like you, you are in second place. <laughs> we, we deserve to be in like number three, honestly. Yeah, I feel like I should have, I should have given one more vote, vote off for us for this book. <laughs> um, in second place, we have Drew with three votes off. And tied for first place, we have Jason Grace and Rick Riordan themselves. We're tied. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's only That's fitting so that, good. They, that they tied. <laughs> no, it's, it works out perfectly. I agree. And on a lovely, nice final note. For offerings, we have... With half an offering, the name Nissa. Yes. Uh, with one offering each, Drew Tanaka. I don't know why I said her last name. Um, Mitchell, Lacey, Medea, Melly, Aphrodite, Midas's daughter, Percy, and Clarice. With two, we have Rachel, Leo's mom, Taylor Swift, and Tristan McLean. <laughs> Period. With three, we have Annabeth, Festus, and Coach Hedge. Nice. In fourth, with four, we have Talia. Period. In third, with four and a half, we have Hera. Yes! <laughs> in second, with six and a half, we have Leo. And in a landslide victory, with 13 and a half offerings this season, we have Piper herself. Slay! <laughs> Slay! <laughs> They should have had hers. Piper was robbed. Piper was robbed. Piper was robbed, please. Alrighty, folks. That's all for this week. That's all for this book. And thank God. Thank God for that. And in the nature of being cyclical, we do have one traditional thing that we have to do before we move on to the next book. So we will be watching a movie next week and discussing it. And that movie will be 
Jason and the Argonauts, the 1963 version. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media accounts. We're at Return to Camp on every platform that matters. And we also have a coffee account and a Redbubble store and a website, www.returntocamp.com. And the website is updated now. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I've now said it's an auto update, so it will always be consistent. And there's also new pictures of us on there um, <laughs> because they were really out of date. Um, hey. <laughs> I'm so happy we finally finished this long ass. Literally, thank God. Screaming, crying, throwing up. Literally. 